day 287. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. I'm Keith. I'm Jasmine. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. All right, today we start and end the book of Philippians. Uh, So we're going to read it all in one sitting, which is actually the way that you were meant to read these letters, because that's how they were written, right? The Mm. chapters and the verses didn't come that right. Paul didn't have a writing deadline, and he's like, all right, I'm just going to work on chapter one and two today, and I'm going to get three and four done before the deadline. Paul writes it all in one sitting. It's one message. And when you read it all at one time, something pops out, right? You run into joy, or Mm. a derivative of that word, 16 times in four chapters. This is a book that's all about joy. And the ironic thing uh, about this book is this is actually one of uh, what's called the prison epistles. So Paul is actually going to write this book about joy sitting at the bottom of a prison cell, damp, dark, musty, uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) And Paul's saying, yo, let me tell you all about this joy. And that's one of the things that we're going to see through this book, especially in chapter one, right? Paul tells this church, man, whenever I think of y'all, I think of y'all with great joy. Mm -hmm. Paul talks about, right, people that have misrepresented him, oh Lord, slandered him in their preaching of the gospel to build a platform to increase their podcast downloads, to sell books, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? Mm. And they think they can bother Paul, but Paul's got this type of joy and Paul's gonna say, fam, I ain't bothered. Like, y'all can't sink my joy, right? Mm -hmm. Paul's joy is not rooted in circumstances so bad ones don't take a, a, a away from his joy. Mm-hmm. Chapter one is all this like unsinkable joy. And so by way of illustration, it's like this. Um, I can't swim, right? So I fit the black stereotype of a brother that cannot swim. Um, a few years ago, I was in Israel and we were in the Dead Sea. And what, I, and what you learn is that the salt concentration is so high, uh, that it's impossible to drown. So in like Mm. 18 inches of water, less than I would have in my bathtub, I lay back and I float. And I like found out, it's like, I came home and it's like, Chandra, if you wanna see me float, let's hop on a plane, let's go to (laughs) Israel. There's this one place on earth that that I can float. I think a lot of us treat our joy that way, right? Mm. Like, ah, if you really want to see my joy float, then let's go to the ideal place. Mm -hmm. But Paul's saying, no, no, listen, you can have joy at the bottom of a prison cell. And this type of joy, like you can't sink it any more than you can sink a helium balloon in the Dead Sea. Push it down, it's going to float up to the top. Pop the balloon underwater and... The helium's going to rise. Paul is just filled with this type of joy that mm. can't sink. Yep. I, I think to your point, bro, um, <clears throat> what makes this even more remarkable is that in the Greco-Roman world, uh, you didn't just go to prison, right? <laughs> right? Like when you went to prison, it was expected that you would die. You were awaiting, right. you were awaiting a trial for execution usually. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now we'd be like, man, you do that. If you continue on the same path, you're going to end up dead or in jail. jail. <laughs> then it was like, ah, you're going to jail. It's pretty much a wrap. Like, right. ah, we know it's yeah. up. Right. So for Paul to say this, yeah. 
in this kind of context, it's remarkable. Right. Right. And that's why he goes like, yo, for me, man, like that's why he's like, yo, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Right. And we kind of like uh, many people have said that the structure of Philippians is almost like an ancient farewell speech. Mm. Right. And so like you think about the way he talks. And all throughout the Bible, you see it, you know, with Moses, right. Joshua, everybody before they leave, they're like, yo, man, this is about to happen. <laughs> all right, do this, do this. That's, I know y'all going to mess up, but right, hold on. Yeah. But, but Paul here is, is giving them instructions in light of, yo, if I don't make it, this is what I want you guys to do, right? right? Imitate Christ. Imitate me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he just kind of gives them practical examples. And even leaders, too, talking about Timothy Epaphroditus, right. mm-hmm. who, uh, who would need to be raised up right. uh, in the event that he doesn't come back. I love it. Yeah. 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 Chapter two. I love chapter two. Mm. Um, and I think the more that we understand Christ's holiness, the yeah. more we'll love chapter two mm. because he is the perfect example of humility, which mm. to me, because I'm not Jesus, <laughs> right. like if I could walk on water and heal the lame and like raise him from the dead, I wouldn't be very humble. You couldn't tell me nothing. No. No. If I'm out here turning hot dog water into wine. (laughs) Like, forget it. Forget (laughs) it. And not only is he humble enough to put on flesh and become a man and come to earth, but he lives a life of humility. Right. And Mm. he waits for God to exalt him. Mm. Um, He allows himself to be crucified by people that he created. Right. Um, And really, really shows us the beauty of humility, the beauty of yeah. walking in submission to the Father. Mm. Um, yes. Yes. And if he can do it, right. the same essence, like the same person as God can do it, mm-hmm. then that's something that we're also called to. Amen. Um, and I think to your point also, John, he's talking about the people who were trying to detract from his ministry yeah. and bring him down. I kind of think it's a word to them. Yeah. It's also a reminder to Paul of like, yeah. look, I'm my ministry is Christ. Like, it's right. not about me. It's not about you know. It's not about who's retweeting me right. or or buying my book or doing. It's it's really about Jesus Absolutely. and about His mission, mm. um, which is so opposite of so much that we see. Absolutely, oh, that's so good. That's excellent. That is. Um, <clears throat> I, th- I love the fact that again I hit on earlier, like just how you know, he lays out these examples, mm-hmm. right? So he's going to lay out the example of Christ. He'll lay out his own example. And in four, he'll even say, do what you have learned and received mm. and heard from me. Yeah. Um, and the God of peace will be with you. In, uh, in ancient world, there was this idea of uh, that virtue is best attained through, seeing, through imitating someone, mm-hmm. through models, right? So Aristotle started this, you know, in the medieval ages, Thomas Aquinas, right? And even the virtue ethicists today will say the same thing. And Paul is going to say that, right? Like these yeah. are the, the folks you should imitate myself, but more importantly, Christ in the letter kind of orbits around Philippians 2. Right. But one of the things um, I learned recently uh, as I was studying this book was that um, in 1954, mm. there was a man by the name of Sir Roger Bannister. He was the first man in history to run a mile in under four minutes. Mm. And so... Three minutes, 59.4 seconds, he completed a mile. First person in history. For almost 2,000 years now, nobody ran a mile in right. under four minutes. 46 days later, a guy by the name of Jordan Landry mm. runs a mile in under the time that he did. Yeah. Then after that, 
everybody started running miles in under four minutes. That's why. And then, and the thing that they had to chalk it up to was models. Yeah. Once they seen mm-hmm. someone do it mm. in some weird way, that's good. It became possible, and the same thing is true in the Christian life, right? Yeah. That's good. When you see, man, I, 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 yeah, I see you almost every day, right? Right. Like seeing you love your wife and your kids, bro. Like yeah. that's impacted me, right? Right. Yeah. And it's an impetus to us. Like we never know who's watching us, mm-hmm. and people really do learn virtue mm. through the models who are in their lives. I love it, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Paul's going to say, yo, look and honor such men, right? You talk about humility. Paul's mm-hmm. like, yo, Epaphroditus, uh, like, bro. You about we, to die. Yeah, bro. We saw his face on this, like, yo. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a rap. And, and Paul's going to say, man, but we walked in, and yeah, bro, skin and bones. And it's like, he's one foot in the grave. Mm. And Epaphroditus, like he really lived this life where it's not about him, yeah. where he was more concerned about y'all than he was about him. And so Paul's saying, look, no, 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 there's people that exemplify it and where you see it, yeah. honor such people. Man, there's so much more in the book. Uh, chapter four comes through and he, you got the whole, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So he talks about contentment um, yeah. at the end. And it's just so great because he's like, in other words, like the key to contentment is Christ. Right. Right. And mm. again, remember like Paul's circumstance. Like he doesn't know if it's over for him. Right. And he's like, man, I've, I've learned, man, to be satisfied and rooted in God. Right. In Christ, regardless of my circumstance. Right. And like discontentment, bro, is the cardinal sin of humanity. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like we are always discontent. If only I could be married. If only I could. My spouse would just act right. If only, <laughs> if only I could have a better relationship with my parents, right? Just all of these things we want. It's like, then I'll be fulfilled. Right. Um, but that's just not true. And I just learned, man, like there are people with so much less than us who are so much more content than us. Mm. And it's like, man, like I think Paul is just a model here again for showing like if we can just have Christ, mm. we can believe the gospel that much. Yeah. We could be content. This joy is untethered from circumstance. Mm-hmm. And bro, the book ends in one of the most gangster <laughs> ways. That Paul, <laughs> Paul's like, yo, man, I, uh, I'm about to be out. All the saints greet you. Yeah. Especially those that are part of Caesar's household. Mm. And, it's, and you're supposed to be like, well, Caesar? Yeah. Nah, like Paul was in jail there. And Paul's like, no, look, I was in jail. The only thing I want to do to my with my life is talk to people about the gospel. Remember, I told y'all to live as Christ in the mm-hmm. dice game. Listen, I'm in jail. They got somebody handcuffed to me 24 hours a day. Right. And do you know what? He's getting this gospel work. His AirPods are out of juice, so he can't put on the noise canceling headphone. Mm-hmm. He's going to get this work. And Paul's yeah. like, man, as a result of me being in jail, mm-hmm. the gospel is spreading. It's spreading. I'm joyful <laughs> at the bottom of a prison cell, mm. damp, dark, musty, but I'm filled with so much joy. And his joy was untethered from his circumstances because it was tethered to Christ, somebody who was in the grave and rose. And the prayer today is that, yeah, God would do the same thing for us. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll close in prayer. Yeah. yeah. 
Dear Lord, thank you for just this time in your word. Thank you for um, the book of Philippians. Thank you for the faithfulness of Paul. Um, thank you for the example of your son. I pray that you would just help us to walk um, in contentment, just mm-hmm. knowing who you are, what you've already done on our behalf, and trusting all the ways that you are working your good purposes um, together for good in us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 amen.